Ayo, it's the best of vibes. It's the best of vibes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to episode five of the Best of Vibes podcast. Today, we're joined by Hawthorne rookie and future star of the AFL, Josh Morris. How are you, Josh? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Too bad. I guess tell us a bit about like where you grew up and a bit like that. You just told me you had family of seven. So. Yeah, uh, so I grew up in Adelaide, South Australia, played most of my junior footy um, at Rosewater Footy Club up until about under-16s, and then went out to Woodford West Torrens and been in their development programs for a few years with schooling and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, played... 16s and 18s out there last year was a bigger year played 18 state reserves footy and then lucky enough to get picked up in the draft which was yeah it was amazing to happen from something we didn't really expect to happen so yeah yeah so you played uh all four of the state level games in the carnival how, how was that playing for your state and representing yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, at the start of the year, it was kind of go out, try your hardest, like you've always done, and hopefully something comes of it. And just even be asked out to the tryouts of the state camp, um, was stoked with that. And then able to make the squad and then make the teams for all four games. Um, yeah, I never, never really thought it would have happened. So pretty happy with it. Who was the hardest state to compete against in the carnival? <clears throat> um they were all they were all tough games. Um but I think both Victorian teams were very strong. Um just the way they went about it I think. Um yeah. it, it proved it went to show with how many players from each squad got drafted this year. So yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, going from state level to the draft combine, what was the draft combine like? Um, it was interesting. It was new for me. We flew over to Melbourne and spent about four four nights there. Um, each day was jam-packed up at seven, finished at like three or four, um, doing testing, um, interviews, all, th- all things like that. Um, I went over there not really knowing what to expect. Um, but... Yeah, it was definitely something I'll never forget. Yeah, what did you, what did you actually, uh, excel at in the draft combine? Um, what do you think you did? I think my two biggest things that I went well at was the 20-metre sprint and the vertical running stuff. So yeah. jump, jumping and sprinting. Yeah, everything I've read about here is you click <laughs> on the lead and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then getting drafted, what was it like to hear your name read out? Uh, funny story about it, actually. Um, so I was just down the local footy club down at Rosewater and we were just watching the draft and all of a sudden I started getting text messages on my phone (laughs) and our TV must've been delayed. Yeah. And my name hadn't been called yet, but I was getting like three or four text messages and they just kept coming through. Then it would have been like a minute later or two minutes later. That's when my name was called out and 
had my family and stuff down the footy club and it just erupted. So, yeah, it's some, something I'll never forget. Did any of the Hawthorne players get around you before you heard your name read out or did they wait to make sure uh, that you heard they, Yeah, they, um, they were 5, 10, 15 minutes later. Um, I started getting text messages from these unknown numbers and it's like, who's this, who's this? And, yeah, they put their put their name at the bottom. So, yeah, that was good. Who was the first person to text you from Hawthorne? Oh, I reckon it was the recruiter. He yeah. Gave, he gave me a call, yeah, and just said, congratulations, well done, mate. You worked hard for it. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Who was the first player to message you? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I got that many messages that night. Um, it was definitely one of the senior blokes, though. All I remember. I don't remember who it was, but it was one of the senior boys. Yeah. Speaking of, obviously, senior boys and the recruiter, um, what's it like being clo- uh, coached by Clarko? Oh, it's unreal. He, Everything he does is so professional. Um, and he knows what he's talking about. He's always got a game plan, whether... <laughs> Whether we were down by four goals or up by four goals, um, he always had a plan to keep us in front or to try and or to try and get us back in front. So these, it's phenomenal. It's unreal. What's his game plan like compared to your Woodville West Torrens and your state, like the coaching and stuff like that? It's much more advanced. Like I went in kind of knowing football and knowing what to do. Um, but then when I got there, I was I was lost a little bit. Like there's all these, again. all these different words, all these structures, all that stuff that you've never seen before, and it's like it's it's very different. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, you obviously you made your debut against my mob Collingwood. Yep. Um, who did you play on in that game? I couldn't figure it out. I think it was Isaac Quainor. Yeah, what was it like playing on him? Oh, he's, he's so quick. He's so hard to keep up with. Um, and he's not the tallest of blokes, but he just holds his ground so well. And it's so hard to keep up with him because he's so quick. What was it like to make your debut just as a whole and be told that you're making your debut? Oh, as I said before, like I went into last year not knowing what to do. But um, once my name was read out in the meeting room, it was like, this can't be real. Like it was just, yeah, I didn't didn't see it coming at all. So I was stoked. Who presented you with your jumper? I haven't seen that. So um, we didn't do like a pre-match jumper presentation, but because me and Will Day debuted together, yeah. Um, so we're now in the team meeting when we found out, um, Clarko. Basically, just did a jumper presentation with us. Oh, yeah, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You kicked your first goal against Melbourne. How'd that feel? It was a pretty good goal. I did watch it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I had a couple of opportunities before that one. Yeah. Um, I had one that I should have kicked in the first quarter and I hit the post. But getting that first goal and getting rid of the nerves almost, knowing that I'm able to do it, um, too bad it was too late in the game and it didn't feel as special as what I 
probably would have hoped it to be, but I was still still over the moon with it. So, what was your reaction when you hit the post on the first kick that you were just talking about? Oh, I kind of dropped my head a bit, but Isaac. I remember Isaac Smith was running through the middle of the ground, and I was up there chasing the ball as well. And he pushed me on the shoulder, and he goes, "Oi, you got a shot." And he just looked at me and smiled and said, you got a shot. So that's, yeah. it really built my confidence up after he got to me. Yeah, that's definitely better than some players have done. I can tell you that much, even <laughs> if you were to kick a goal. Yeah. Um, what, did you, what do you do like in the off season when you're not playing footy? And... Um, so this is really my first off season. Yeah. Um, and it's been a different different type of year um, but pretty much I've just come home to Adelaide and making the most of time with the family because who knows when the borders will open up to be able to come back in the new year so I'm just making most of the time with them and um, yeah just enjoying my time back in Adelaide yeah that's good speaking of uh, having a very weird year and all around the place what did you do during the corona break where you had um, yeah, so same thing. I came back to Adelaide, um, spent most of the time back here training. Um, I had a couple of mates that would come run with me, do gym, do weights with me and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, it was just, it was basically backyard gym, went down the footy oval for a run and a kick. And yeah, dad was, dad was always there. Making sure I'm doing it properly. So, yeah. You're pulling you back into line if you did anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you said you're a big family man and you like spending time with your family. What was it like yeah. being told that you had to move away from home and moving away from home to play footy? Yeah, it was, it was very daunting and I don't really know what to expect. Um, I've got a big family. I like being around kids and stuff like that. So... Moving to Melbourne, um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, where I was going to live, stuff like that. But once I got there and found out who I was living with, I'd moved in with a host family. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they've basically taken me in as their own son pretty much. And there's other kids there, so it's almost like living at home anyway. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, keep, keep in contact with dad and mum through FaceTime and stuff like that. So, yeah. I guess it's probably six months late, but I guess I can say welcome to Melbourne. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's probably raining every day for you while you're here, but yeah, when it's sunny, it's good. Yeah. Um, did you play any other sports growing up? Um, just footy. It was mainly just footy. Like footy, I was. It was probably a bad habit. I was just addicted to footy, really. Um, in primary school, my brother got me involved in basketball a little bit, but that didn't really go anywhere. Um, and, yeah, just surrounded myself with footy pretty much. I guess it was a bad habit, but it got you somewhere, so that's the main thing. Yeah, I'm thankful for it. <laughs> um, uh, your best or funniest footy story or not, re like, relating? I guess that's a bad way to word it, but... Um, best or funniest? Um, 
I'm not sure. Over the years, there's probably been a few funny ones, but I couldn't really point one out exactly. What's your best memory then, football related or not? Um, my best my best footy memory would be making it into the state team and then getting drafted and debuting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, there's obviously going to be a few over over the years. I've been playing for 13 years or so. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, just give me a second. I'm just going to go tell my parents to be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, boys. I'm finally here. I'm driving. Good. Yeah, you've got to be caught up. Good, mate. How's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I bloody, I bloody totally forgot about it, and I was just, yeah. Yeah, Mar- Marley was saying you got your piece today. Yeah. Um. Somehow, I don't know how I managed it, but <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, give me, give me two secs. Yeah. All right. Back. What do you think of the uh, new cup? Yeah, Tegan showed me. Yeah, kind of devastated about the big fuck off mullet, but. You should ask Josh. He, he used to have a massive mullet. Yeah. <laughs> probably <Maybe>. now. <laughs> I was just saying, you used to have a massive oh, yeah. mullet. <laughs> yeah. I looked. I looked at the photos, and I, I think I showed my mum, and I was like, "That is <laughs> filthy." Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, you gotta love a filthy <laughs> mullet, though. Yeah. There's no point having a clean one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's your Go to joke if you had one. Um, put me on the spot here. <laughs> what we like um, to do. I <laughs> don't oh, know. There's so many. There's so many inappropriate ones that I know. Um, probably, yeah, my go to is inappropriate. Probably shouldn't be said. That's all right. You can say uh, it. I won't do that. Uh, I'll just shoot him to us um, later on then because I wouldn't mind knowing some dirty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you some after the recording's done. Ah, oh, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't really yeah. have any clean jokes that are appropriate for this video. Did you watch uh, Zachy Phillips one and hear his joke? I watched a bit of it, but I didn't see. I didn't see the the joke. His was um, why do golfers wear two pairs of in pants? In case they get a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his go-to. Oh, that's something Zach would say as well. <laughs> yeah, absolute. That's what Caleb told us straight away when he said to get absolute him. peanut. Um, <laughs> what's your go-to pub meal? Pub meal? Yeah. Oh, probably can't pass the chicken snitty with, with gravy, I think. Yeah. That's it? Jesus. I swear everyone. You, Caleb, and Zach are all the same. Exactly. <laughs> I think. You've always said the exact same thing. <laughs> I think that's that's the go-to. That's just, you look at the menu, you don't like anything. Chicken snitty with gravy. <laughs> <laughs> that must just be the Woodville... Way to go. Must be an Adelaide thing, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Whereabouts um, uh, do you live in Melbourne? Like what's what that? area? What uh, area do you live in? 
I'm living at Warrandyte South. Yep. Oh, close to me. But um, my new my host family has just built a new house and we're moving to Park Orchards, so around the corner. Yep. Oh, nice. So, yeah. What other people would you suggest to us to try and reach out to and get on? Um, <laughs> all right. There's a few. What are you looking for? Someone who'd, who'd be willing to jump on, that'd probably be it, and have a laugh. Um, you could probably try Michael Frederick from Frio. Yeah. Close with him. Um, who else is there? You could try a couple of the other boys from Woodville, Taj Schofield, um, Jace Burgoyne. We've tried Taj, we've tried Bucky Jones. Have you? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just no response yet. They are unreal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You could really just, yeah, I don't know, you could message anyone really, can't you? Yeah, obviously <laughs> we've tried the Bailey Smiths and stuff like that, hoping they'd respond, but no yeah. chance. Nah. <laughs> What's your pre-game pump-up song if you've got one? Um, I don't really have one, but if I had to choose anything, I'd probably choose Big Girls Don't Cry, I reckon. <laughs> a bit different. It's a bit different. <laughs> but I don't know, it just, just gets me in the mood, you know? So, <laughs> uh, well, I'll make sure I listen to it on the way home then. <laughs> it gets me in the mood. Yeah. That's no. going to be my go-to basketball pump up now. <laughs> oh. Gonna make a playlist um, exclusively for big girls don't cry. Have on <laughs> oh. What's your pre-game routine? Um this year was a bit different because going in and out of the team and um with the scrimmages that we we're playing, we didn't really have a have a set routine. We'd get to the game and have 30 minutes to warm up and then play a game. Um, but for the AFL games, I'd usually just get up, go for a walk in the morning, um, make sure I'm up, ready to go, got everything packed. Um, and then, yeah, just go for a walk, wait around for a little bit, catch up with the boys, um, and then chuck the headphones on and get in the mode. So Listen to big girls, don't cry. Pretty much. <laughs> That's the way. That's a good routine. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the most embarrassing story about yourself that you can tell us? Um, if you want to tell us, that is. Yeah, not many people would know this. Um, my, only, like, my closest mates would know this. But in year seven, we went on year seven camp. Yep. That, that's our last year of primary school over here. Um, so we went on year seven camp. Then we went to like this um, adventure park. Yeah. We stay there for a couple of nights and go on all the, they got all tasks and stuff you got to do. And we're doing orienteering. And um, we finished, like my group, we finished the first course. And that was like an easy, medium, hard. So we went, we went straight onto the hardest one. Yep. And we found the first or second post or something. And then, we were looking for the second one in these bushes, kind of. Yep. Yeah. 
and I was on one side of this big bush and my mate was on the other one and he goes, oh, I found it. So I've, I've jumped through these bushes thinking, oh yeah, there's just going to be a bush there. Turns out underneath the bush was like a six foot well full of thorns. And I jumped straight into it. Oh. That, that was on like the second day we were there. So the, the rest of the days I was there, it was scratched up, thorns stuck in me. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best but it, it was funny now that I look at it it was funny let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, um what's your thoughts on uh frosty since I know that you know and frost yeah oh he's all right he's a good bloke oh my god I love, I love him I wish he didn't leave Melbourne but I love him. I want to try to get him on because he's just, yeah, top bloke. No, he's, yeah, he's a good bloke. Um, his, footy, his footy does a lot of his talking for him. Um, yeah. He's not he's not the biggest speaker, but he's, yeah, he does a lot on the footy field for us, especially this year. Yeah. Who was the person you idolised or looked up to when you were, I guess, minus Zach's age or younger? Um... I, to be honest with you, I didn't really have anyone I looked up to. Yeah. Um, my enjoyment was not watching someone. It was just watching the game of footy in general. Um, so just being able to watch the teams play and being able to able to idolise the team as a whole rather than just an individual. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you think you model your game off anyone or just like you said, you just play... Um, I try, I try to be different in a way. Um, I'm labelled as a small forward at Hawthorne, but I'm pretty much the same height as Jack Gunston. Um, so I just have to be adjustable and play tall, play small, do what I have to do, what I need to do for the team. Yeah, nice. Right. That's, that's, go. that's the way. I'm going to try to get off a bit of footy talk because I know that probably you're starting to get sick of it night sort of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> What sort of a cardio drive? Oh, um, I don't know if you can say I drive it because I've owned it for about nine months now. Um, but I've only driven it for about three months because I haven't been there. Um, I drive a Holden Commodore. Yeah. That's right. Get around the streets of Melbourne in a Holden Commodore. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, I've got a bit of a different question. You probably won't have much of an answer for this one. But who do you think is your celebrity lookalike if you have one? Honestly, I've been told a few. I've been told a few. Far away. Uh, the first one, I can't remember where I was. I must have been out one night. And there was my dad's mates, and they're a bit older. Um, and I think a couple of them thought I looked like Heath Ledger. Yeah, I can say that. I, I, you've said it. I can't really see it, but they thought I did. Um, and then another one was I was out in Melbourne start of the year, um, and in the in a line at a club, one of the girls turned around, and looked at me, and she goes, "He looks like a beachy." <laughs> and I was like, I, "I do not look anything like a beachy." I did not say that whatsoever. <laughs> you should have no. just milked it and gone with it. I oh, I don't I don't believe I look anything like a beachy, so I couldn't go with it. 
<laughs> she must have been off her face, that chick, because I don't know what she was saying. Was this after he died or before? Because that would have been really awkward if it was after. He was, he was already dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. That is horrid. Like, that's funny as. <laughs> what other hobbies do you have? Um, I don't know. Footy's been probably the biggest part of my life. Um, when I was younger, as I was saying before, to Marley. Um, got into basketball a little bit, yeah. Um, but never really went anywhere with it. And now I like when I'm at home looking after the kids and playing around with the kids. So hopefully I can try and make a profession out of that after footy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so when you said that you want to have a profession like with looking after kids and stuff like that, what's that hoping to be like a school teacher? Yeah, hoping to be like childcare worker, going to primary school teaching. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just like looking after kids and being around the kids and stuff like that. So hopefully, I can. It's something I love. So hopefully, I can make it another another job. Yeah, nice. Very yeah, similar to what I want to do. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Do you have any pets? Um. So mum's got mum's got a dog. Um, dad doesn't have any pets, and then back at the host family, they've got two dogs as well. What breeds are they? If you know them. Honestly, I couldn't I couldn't tell you the host family's dogs, but mum's mum's dog is a border collie Kelpie. Oh, that's cute. That so, is cute as well. Yeah, they're running around, active all day. <laughs> Um, you go to footy boot. Footy boot. Yeah. Um. Oh no! At the moment, I've been wearing Adidas Nemesis. Yep. Um, but before that, I was in Predators, so I just chop and change between the two, depending on how yeah. I feel. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you prefer see. Do you prefer running around the track in footy boots or runners? When you're like training or anything like that? Definitely boots. Um, yeah. yeah, when I'm training, I like to feel feel the way I'm playing. So I usually pretty much fully kit up. I wear footy socks, footy boots, footy shorts, stuff like that. Because that's how you, that's what you wear when you play. So play how you, or train how you play, that sort of mentality. You want to feel comfortable in it as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's probably the scariest person in the team? Like, in the team, in your team, who do you find the most intimidating? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, going going into the club, I feel like Isaac Smith was. Yeah, just because, like, yeah. No, you know who he is. Um, you know the way he plays footy. He's intimidating on the field, I think. Yeah. Um, but now that I know most of the boys personally and know them off the field, it's like you can't really see them as intimidating anymore. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Who's the most entertaining at the footy club? 
Um, I gotta say he's retired now, but I gotta say Paul Palopolo was. Really? He was, he was, a, he was a funny man. I um, thought you would have said something like Ben Stratton when you said retired. No, 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 Paul Palopolo. He was a funny man. Um, <laughs> but at the moment, he's still at the club. I think just the the younger boys in general, when they get together, they just piss us around and bloody make everyone laugh. So, yeah, yeah, came up and about. So we like to hear. Who reckons the hardest to play on the training? Um, at training this year, probably I've had to play on a few of the boys. Um, one of them would have been probably Will Day at training. Yep. Um. Just, yeah, you saw how he played this year, had an outstanding season, and he basically trains trains the way he plays, so he was one. Um, but then another one, probably um, Ben Stratton. Yep. Um, I was matched up on him a few times in match sims and stuff like that, and knowing he's the captain, the leader of the club, um, you want to try and prove yourself, so you want to try and beat him at everything. Um, so... Yeah, matching up with him with on him was pretty scary as well. Yeah. Um, I asked this to Jeremy Sharp about playing on Bradley Hill, but you you said you played on Isaac Quayna. Did he sort of give you any tips, or was he just running around the ground and you had to? Uh, well, he's still he's, he's still a young bloke as well. Um, so there wasn't really much he said. He didn't say much to me. He was too focused on winning the footy, um, but. Yeah, I think there's obviously players out there that will give you a tip or two. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of getting the right matchup, I guess. Did you get tips from anyone in the games you played? Uh, not in the games I played. Um, I, I think I played on mostly younger players, though. So, they, I think they're the ones giving the advice as well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, I've, got, I've got a story to tell you going back to footy boots and playing in runners and stuff like that. So a few years ago, I was playing basketball. And straight after me basketball game, my dad pulled me aside and told me that uh, the age above wanted me to go and fill in for their practice match. <laughs> so I rocked up. None of us had footy boots in the car. So I had to play the whole first quarter in basketball shoes. And then the second quarter, I changed over to me mates, like two sizes, two big footy boots. And it was just an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Third quarter, I had my mouth guard in my sock and I completely forgotten halfway through. Had to put that in. So, bear in mind, I hadn't played footy for about four years. Yeah, right. That is funny. Playing against big bodies who would probably throw me halfway down the ground if they could. Yeah. <laughs> no, playing in the age group above. Yeah. What's probably been the worst injury you've had playing footy? Uh, I don't know. I've had a few. Um, I broke my finger when I was younger. Um, that was pretty bad. I had to get surgery. They had to re-break it and put it back into place and stuff like that. Um, but I think at the start of this year, um, I'm t- I tore a ligament... The, um, what do you call it? It's like the soft tissue in my knee. Yep. Um, so they needed to 
uh, operate on that and cut it out. And yeah, that took a while to a while to recover from because the club was being a bit safer with me being new to the club and stuff like that. So yeah. that took probably ten weeks to recover when it probably should have been six. So yeah, yeah. Um, very simple question. What would you say to the anti-maskers in Victoria that refuse to wear a mask? Yeah, I mean, ultimately it's their choice, but yeah, if you want to keep the country safe and get out of lockdown quicker, just put your bloody mask on. Like, <laughs> it's not that hard. Put a mask on, protect yourself, protect your family, protect everyone else. Very good. And ask it. And what would you say to a kid that wants to play AFL footy? Um, I think just always try your hardest, like, and do do the little things well. Um, last year was probably my standout year, and I started doing the little things well. I started sitting at the front in team meetings. Um, I started staying on the track a bit longer and stuff like that. And the coaches notice it, your teammates notice it. Um, and yeah, it's just something that I do most of the time now is I've just rooted it into myself. If I do those things well, then you'll get noticed and yeah, you'll put your name out there. So do the little thing well and always, always try. Yep. Were you interviewed by every AFL club or just a few? I think I was interviewed by five or six. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I did have multiple meetings with two or three clubs. So, yeah. yeah. Did, when you had your meeting with Hawthorne, because obviously you would have had to have one. But um, yeah. did you think after that meeting, yeah, they're going to pick me up or you just sort of rolled with the punches and whatever happened, happened? Yeah. So um, my first meeting was with Sydney and they basically just grilled me to pieces. Like All, all the things I'd done wrong is what they brought up. Um <laughs> But then and me and my dad were looking at each other like, this could be a long process if every club's going to do this. Um, yeah. But then I had one with Carlton, had one with Frio, had one with Hawthorne. Um, and after every single one of them, you're like, you still don't know where they sit with you. Like, yeah. you know, they might need someone in your position and your body type and stuff, stuff like that. But you still never know there might be someone better than you or someone that does something a little bit better. Um, so after, I think I had three meetings with Hawthorne and after all three of them, I was still, still questioning whether they'd pick me or not. Yeah. If you could, would you return back home if you got an offer to play back at home? Um, I haven't really thought about it that much. Like being home with a family and stuff like that's great, but... I'm really enjoying it over in Melbourne now. And yeah, I guess I won't, won't really know that question until it's brought up seriously in conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it got, so you drafted a pick 57. When it got to that pick, obviously you said you found out a few minutes later than everyone else. But did you think, um, yeah, this is going to be me or? Like you just said before, just roll with the punches and whatever happened, happened. Yeah, the whole, all of last year, me and my dad, like my dad was my one of my biggest supporters along with my mum. Um, but every day dad was like, 
that's right. There's always going to be another opportunity. Something goes wrong. There's always going to be another opportunity. Um, so when it got to started getting late in the draft, dad kept looking at me and kind of just gave me that look like, you'll be all right. Um, and then, yeah, when, when my name was called out, that's when big, big relief came off my shoulders. So, Is your dad someone who you really look up to in a sense or...? Um, yeah, in a way, he's always been there for me. Takes me to games. Um, he'd literally do anything for me. For my debut, he drove to Queen to Sydney just to be able to watch me play. Um, it's a fair drive. Yeah, it was like fourteen hours or something like that. Twenty hours or something like Jesus. that. And he drove. He drove the whole way just to make sure he was there. Um, so yeah, I definitely look up to my dad and the things he does. He does the way he's taken on my stepmom's kids and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and obviously can't thank him enough. Yep. You seem like a big family man, like you said to me before. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, don't really get a choice. My family's that big. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. How many siblings do you have, actually? Because I'm a bit lost with how many siblings you have. Millsy told me before, but I kind of just... I said there were seven. yeah, there's there's a few. Um, obviously, we're not all not all from the same family. We're yeah. a bit of a bit of a blended family. Um, but I've got one brother and one sister, and then I've yeah. got um, one half sister, and then I've got six, the uh, four, no five brothers, like step brothers and one step. <laughs> You know your family's big when you're even struggling to keep count. <laughs> there's too many to count. I think there's about ten of us in total. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're a big family. And there's seven seven of us living in a three bedroom house here. So, so yeah, it's a tight squeeze, but we're making do with what we've got. How do you split that? How do you split the bedrooms and that? Um oh, I'm I'm living in the lounge room at the moment. <laughs> um, and then there's there's four little kids, four littler ones that all sleep in the same room together. And then my older sister sleeps in her room, and then the baby, the baby sleeps with dad and stepmom. But they have just renovated out the back, so there's a couple couple extra rooms out here now. Who would have thought that the big AFL star wouldn't even get a room? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've been doing it for a while, but I love it. As long as I'm home, as long as I'm with my family, I know I'm loved. And yeah, I know they'll do anything to make sure, make sure that's, yeah. Yeah, very nice. That's good. What was the actual reasoning behind cutting off the mullet? Honestly, I didn't have one. I didn't have one apart from just, I was, I think it was just, just that time. Yeah. Like I knew to myself, um, it was time to part ways with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually actually getting a bit emotional, but um, <laughs> um, I, mean, I got a bit emotional when I cut mine off. Like yesterday, nah, it was it was more the fact that I wanted to wanted to present myself in the right way at the draft combine. Yeah, um, I didn't want them. I didn't want to go there and them thinking. Like, oh, he's got he's got a mother, he must be like a feral pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um 
I wanted to present myself in the right way. So I thought I'd get the trim, make myself look better. All right, if we're talking about mullets, what would you rate mine out of 10? Turn around. Out of 10? Oh, wow, that side is terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know, probably, it's pretty good. Probably seven or eight. It's pretty, <sighs> it's pretty good. I'll rate it. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I had to cut mine off, so I can't really... Like I've got like a little tiny fucking mullet. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you a photo of it um, on Instagram. You can rate it then, because yeah, yeah. Right. it was pretty filthy. <laughs> I'll post that to the story when you rate his mullet. <laughs> <laughs> after I after I upload this, then everyone can see what your rating was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. back to the family thing, and like you make do with what you got, like you said. You're obviously a very positive person. How do you stay positive, like when you're feeling like absolute shit, sort of thing? Um, this year there was a few ups and downs. Obviously, getting into the squad, being dropped, getting back in, being dropped again. Um, my biggest, my biggest thing is, like, I was put here for a reason, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I might not have found it yet, but. My reason will come, and there's always going to be another opportunity to be able to show what you got. So I'm just, yeah, I just don't really, don't really try to dwell on the past, and I'm grateful from where I've come from because um, this time two years ago, I was, yeah, would never have thought to be drafted or even make the state team for that matter. So, yeah, very nice. <laughs> Um, a question we ask everybody, but would you ever come back on this show? Or podcast? You two like seem like good good guys, so <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't say no. That's sweet. That's good to know. I probably annoyed <laughs> you with the double message, did I, or was that? No, no, it was it was right. Um, in a way, it's kind of nice to know that people people want to speak to you about your experiences and stuff like that. So. And I've never really got that much attention before, so being able to give you work that I, that I don't even know, um, yeah, it's nice just to tell people my story and know where I've come from. Trust me, you're going to get a lot of attention with this. I've already got mates who are saying can't wait and stuff like that. Heaps <laughs> <laughs> of mates who are Hawthorne supporters who just want to hear from a player. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Has any uh, girls followed you yet? Because I know pretty much everyone that we've had on it. They've ended up getting gaining a couple of followers. So I just want to know if you've, got, you've gained a few. I, I'm not sure. I think I've gained a couple, but not not heaps. Um, yeah. You'll start uh, probably after we post something about it or something like that. And they actually listen to you or I'll see who you are. <laughs> the followers will start to roll on in. <laughs> Because I'll be honest, probably the photo I used for you wasn't that great, but. <laughs> oh, well, shit happened. <laughs> Back to footy. What are your finals predictions from here on out? Um, honestly, I couldn't really tell you. Um, growing up, I was a Port Adelaide supporter. So I think I really couldn't tell you. There's people that. I know that support Richmond, people I know support Port Adelaide, who I don't want to hear them brag about it. 
But being a being a Port Adelaide supporter, I think I got to pick them. Um, and with the Geelong game, um, I think trying to beat Brisbane at the Gabba is a pretty tough task. But if anyone can do it, I think Geelong can. So I think Port Adelaide and Geelong grand final. Yeah. Well, if they play like they did against Collingwood, then I think they've got a solid chance. Absolutely. It was just an off day for us. Leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. We can't walk away from a season like that. Oh, that, no, that was. It was pretty upsetting to watch. I got to admit. <laughs> oh, I know. Trust me, I was sitting there watching it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the the Hawks didn't make it into the finals. Did the club or you feel a bit empty and feel like there was unfinished business once you finished, or was it just like, oh, shit happened? Move on. Um, at times throughout the hub and stuff like that, there were definitely times where we were thinking, what do we do? Like, we just didn't have an answer for what was happening. And when we're in Sydney, we definitely didn't expect to lose four games in a row, four or five games in a row. Um, and then going to WA and winning one over there. Um, we definitely expected to play better than what we did and have a better record than what four and 14 or whatever we had. Um, but at the end of the bubble, we basically just said what's happened happened. Um, and yeah, everyone's positive to looking forward to next year. So I think the club's focused on not so much rebuild, but focused on being able to develop the players they have and build a good a good solid team is what they've done in before. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like Hawthorne's a very positive club whenever it comes to losing or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been the vibe all year. Like, everyone's been, even though we haven't had, didn't have a good year, um, everyone was still up and about because there was always hope. So, yeah, it's nice. good. I was just going to tell you, Zach, I don't know if you know, but Josh actually kicked his first goal against Melbourne. So just to go back at you <laughs> for talking about Collingwood. Yeah. That's a pretty <laughs> bloody Millsy. good one too. Snap around the corner. Yeah, fuck you, Millsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were playing against Melbourne. What did you think of him? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like every other game I played, it's definitely hard competition. Um, definitely not easy it's not easy against any team you play so yeah and they <laughs> obviously they beat us by what how much you probably know Zach yeah no not, not, not really <laughs> yeah I, you know, they beat us by five or six goals I think and yeah they're probably unlucky not to make the finals in the end but um, yeah it was definitely all the games I played were tough but that's what I'm built around and Hopefully, look forward to next year and playing a few more games. Yeah. Who was your toughest toughest opponent to play on? I haven't asked you that yet. So. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I think against Melbourne, I was on Jake Lever a bit. Um, just being a more experienced player. Um, and then against Sydney, I was on Jake Lloyd as well. And both being just such experienced players and knowing where the footy is all the time. Um, yeah, it's definitely something I need to get used to. And, yeah, being able to 
be aggressive. So, yeah. Last year's stand one then. You'll probably answer the same as Caleb and and uh, Jeremy Sharp just because you're a forward. But would you rather kick a massive goal to win the game or lay a massive tackle? Um, I don't know. I asked Jack Viney. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm probably... I'd have to say lay a massive tackle. I'm... The goals are an added bonus to me. Um, I like trying to do the little things well and they're the things that that the team benefit from. So being able to lay tackles and apply pressure and stuff like that is something I'd rather do than kick a goal. Mid say they'd rather kick a goal and then the forwards say they'd rather play a tackle. (laughs) Thought it comes with where you play. I think I'm copping a bit too much hate. I think the Collingwood supporters should be copping it more. (laughs) Hey, I'm pretty quiet after last week, so it's all right. Yeah, I messaged you. I made sure you're all right. I knew it would have been hurting you a little bit. You didn't make sure I was all right. You asked me what happened. <laughs> I, know. I just decided to be a dick because you would have done the same to me. I don't think I did all through the season. I think I just laughed at you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I didn't like it. But then we beat you by 50 plus points, so. I was at work, so I didn't have to watch it, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's all we've got time for. Thanks for coming on, Josh. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's the best of vibes. We gon' blow your mind. It's the best of vibes. Go to brand new heights.